0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here, another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Oh, my God, it's our 25th episode. You have made it to the 25th episode spectacular of the Beer Engine Podcast. Holy smokes. And as a special treat for you for making it this far with us, we are gonna uh, bring in a special guest. It's uh, my co-host from from day one. You know, after episode 24, we let him go, but we decided to bring him back for this special moment. Uh, it's uh, my, my special co-host, uh, it's Mr. Tony McCloskey, the long lost son of Patricia and the other guy, McCloskey, whose name slips my mind. Uh, so how's you? How are you doing out there? Uh, I saw that your parents got to speak at the at the big convention, and everyone will forget about you very shortly. But uh, how are things?
0: Look, it's good. I'm getting my mother's gun serviced. I, I really think that's important that she has a, a working firearm. If if this thing's proved anything, I believe that woman should have a working firearm, not something that doesn't work. I really want her to have the opportunity to discharge it at anyone she sees fit to discharge it. Uh, but it should be noted that I'm, I'm really quite busy. I'm, I'm working on slipping over and falling and looking to sue people. So um, I've been taught well.
1: I think of you as the type of kid who's like, uh, who sort of looks like you, Tony, not real Tony, but is also riding like a tricycle and has a has one of those little hats with the spinny propeller on it, and you're just sort of wheeling around, but you also have like a AR-15 strapped to your back simultaneously while Look, you do that.
0: It's not strapped strapped to my back. Come on, it's it's in a tactical position, like <laughs> a seventeen-year-old should, like. No, right. no, seventeen-year-old would have it on his back. It's it's right there in the front, so I can have my hands up as I walk past police.
1: Triple threat position, ready, ready at a moment's notice, uh, prepared to strike, but also ready to make my friends, the police, aware of my current state. Uh, so, Tony, it's true we did make it to twenty-five episodes. Uh, Literally three seconds before we started the show, we we both agreed that the likelihood that we would make 25 episodes in 25 weeks um, has got to be, I mean, long odds, we would say at least. And we would like to thank our dear leader, Donald Trump, for bringing on the (laughs) most deadly world pandemic in history, which has left us both unable to frankly do anything else to even try to distract ourselves
0: i know he i love how he's my dear leader as well like okay scomo is pretty incompetent and he's got no personality but i don't want to be associated with that um orange blob of a i was going to say human being but um puppet of a leader he is. yeah
1: well he's a uh it, what's the darren ravel thing tony the uh <laughs> well well I feel horrible for the country but this is wonderful content <laughs> that that tweet or whatever they said <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at is uh, we've got we've managed to we've managed to ring 25 weeks of, of content um, well we could argue if it's 25 weeks of content it's 25 weeks of airtime uh, with maybe like 20 weeks of content sort of loosely packed into it. Like a, like a poorly, like when Guy Fieri takes, takes over the sausage making duties at the butcher shop, you know, one of them comes out half full or whatever, you know? Uh, so Tony, uh, we, we had another holiday weekend here in the USA, uh, with our friend, Donald Trump. It was, uh, you know, the classic USA weekend, a uh, plague, uh, rolling blackouts, and various warring militias have been going at it.
0: Did you get any boating in over the weekend?
1: I did not manage to sque- to get a chance to take the boat out this weekend here in uh, uh, southwest suburban Chicago famous boat area. Didn't get to push that thing out and, and roll it around or whatever you do with a boat. I actually don't know how. Actually, I was actually looking at when we go to Michigan and what, what you do to get a boat or something like to drive it around. And I, then I realized I was like, I can't do it. I don't know how to operate a boat. So won't be doing that anytime soon. And nor, and as after I looked, I also realized I can't afford it. So, uh, no, I didn't take the boat out. I did see some people had a nice time on their boats though, Tony, there were some folks, they were getting to all parts of the lake in, in it, around it. Up it, down it. They're having a nice
0: time out there. They are, but I, I think they should pick up their trash after they if the, after they dump it in the middle of the lake. I really would encourage them. I know they're Republicans and they don't believe in recycling. I'm not saying you have to recycle your boat, but just crane that shit out of the lake, put it in a in a garbage dump. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah, like what they should true. do with their
0: votes, rather than cast it, just put it in the garbage dump.
1: Yeah. Well, it looks well. It might go there, anyways, based on what some video we got the other day. But who knows? Despite all the all the hell on Earth, we did get some emails, so we have some content that has been generously donated to us by our listeners. And uh, even though I typed that into the doc, Tony, I didn't actually pull up Gmail, which is funny. So I have to kind of riff for a second here while I click the various buttons that would take you to Gmail. But we did get an email from uh listener tyler and tyler says hi guys i uh well the subject line is i am suing you which i did ask people to send uh me an email that says i'm suing you so thank you tyler uh hi guys i just want to let you know that i am suing you i took griff's advice and got loaded on bud light seltzer the other night and i woke up with the absolute worst hangover so i'm going to stop right there tony did I, I don't remember if I advised people to get loaded on it. Did I tell people <laughs> I to get loaded on you it?
0: Did yes. I, I don't think okay. you can use this as a defence that you didn't I stand, because you don't remember stand, it. But yes, I, I believe all, I you did.
1: Whether I said it or not, I would have stood by it that you should get <laughs> loaded
0: on. It. it seemed to me like you were trying to set up your court case for success, and and I'm no Robert Barnes. I'm who were Alex Jones's other lawyers. He's had a bunch of. I'll them be like, fair. I should not. based on the
1: based on the on the ask in this, I feel like I can cover it so I'm not really worried about the court <laughs> okay. case. Uh, when, when I say worst hangover, it was literally the third worst hangover of my life. So I mean come on' we're, now we've got some semantic issues here but uh, I couldn't do anything other than lay on the couch and take a bunch of hour long naps all day because my brain hurt too much to function. There were things I wanted to do that day. I want you to pay for the damages of that wasted day of my limited. Life there. That's it. You've been served. Good luck. P.S. Love the pod. Big fan of the show. Thank you, Tyler. Um, And he he did send it from his iPhone. And he did
0: take it a step further because you left out a word. You've officially been served. You left out officially. This isn't some unofficial action. This is no no self. I I don't know Tyler's profession, but I'm guessing he's a top attorney and
1: yeah i think that's right
0: yeah and i i think um megan markle i think not not suits but just her role within the law firm i know she's a paralegal but i think that was based on tyler her character out of suits was based on megan
1: markle's character yeah his avatar is striking I, i i will say um so paying for the damages, uh, the wasted day of his limited limited life, limited life.
0: Uh, well, do you know anybody with an unlimited life? We've all got limited lives, so that yeah, we've all of- got
1: limitations. Yep, some more than others, right, Tony? <laughs> Me too. Uh, all right, um, all right. Well, Tyler, I got I got the eight bucks are in the mail, my man. Uh, I will seal that up. Actually, I think I probably. Uh, maybe I'll just um, maybe I'll just buy him an Italian beef sandwich. Nobody, nobody can, nobody can turn that down as rep, as a as a uh, uh, reparative element, right? I mean, if I if I said if I said, hey, bro, I'll send you a beef with a jard on it, you'd be feeling pretty good about it.
0: Absolutely, I would. Um, although I'm not sure what sort of shape it would arrive in Australia after it's been um, sitting there for a fortnight those, or longer. Those,
1: those Bona beefs. I mean, <laughs> I get I get mine fully dipped and. I know it's only a little bit of time but like 30 40 minutes later the bread is still intact it's wild.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be more than 30 or 40 minutes before I get one of those fully dipped Italian beef sandwiches. Now, my question to you is are you going to p- pair a be- <laughs> are you going to pair a beverage with the bona beef sandwich?
1: I'm trying to think so the other day I had one um and I believe I paired it with a, uh, I don't think it was a great pairing. I will just say, say that, <laughs> but I did pair it with a, a very good seltzer, um, from, from, a from a craft brewery from untitled art. It was a black cherry seltzer from untitled art brewery. And that stuff was like bright red. So it was stretching the bounds we'll say of, of what I would call a seltzer water, but, uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an expert wasn't an expert pairing, but it was nice. I did like it. I did enjoy it.
0: See, I think you're on the right track. I'm not a Italian beef expert, but I think salsa is the right move. But I, I think you went too far to the craft side, and I think you needed to go with the um, natter days.
1: Yeah, a, na- a natter days would be okay. I would just drink something that'll get out of the way. Honestly, I mean, it's so salty. Actually, something sweet is not horrible. It's so salty. I'm no, not shitting you. I don't like going. I, we were eating this at a, at a friend's uh, kind of backyard hang sitting very far apart from each other. And, uh, I, I don't really like going inside of people's houses, right? Because, you know, coronavirus plague, so on and so forth. But, uh, I had to mask up and go inside twice because those fucking Italian beef sandwiches will make you piss. My man, they are so salty. I thought you were going oh, to go man, the they are salty. So. No, 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 You just have to go. You gotta go pee. You just like load it up on sodium. But they are so good, um, so I was uh, <laughs> I was I, uh, I was in trouble. But it's okay. I think I survived. So, um, all right, Tony, we got one more email uh, from Corey. Corey's got a nice suit on in his avatar, kind of cool, and he sent us a picture. So I appreciate that. He says Mr T- well, Tony do you want to read this one I mean
0: look I'll let you do I'll let you do the reading because your readings are absolutely phenomenal but I just want to say the fact that he referred to me as Mr and then my first name Mr just, Tony oh that's so amazing it gives, I, the,
1: it, it gives the vibe of um, like English as a second language type but, of thing a little bit
0: <laughs> well I was gonna say it makes me feel like an elementary school teacher
1: yeah I think you'd be good at that, actually. If if you did, if you could not cuss a damn much, I think you'd be a good elementary school yeah, that, teacher.
0: Yeah, that is a bit of a fucking problem, isn't it? It is. Uh,
1: so, Mr. Tony, greetings from the world's favorite country <laughs> and home of TV star President Trumpy. <laughs> he has told me personally how to make Celtsy great again, and I have shared that secret with Mr. Griff. Uh, oak bottles. I age each can of Seltze for 30 days before enjoying the charred Oak brings out a certain earthy quality in the seltzy fruit. Uh, and he tells you, uh, if you t- see him tell Paul Hogan hi, and that America would like another Dundee movie, uh, Corey Kay. And he sends us a picture of a Bud Light seltzer on a nice looking countertop um, uh, with uh, a, a kind of a wooden water bottle looking maybe a wine bottle. It looks like a water bottle made out of wine barrel oak.
0: This um, is the world's first Celsius ageing um, vessel. Yeah. Vessel, yeah. I just want to say that maybe maybe Corey is aware of this, but um, Paul Hogan has been not starring in a movie, but certainly starring in a production over on Amazon, um, on Amazon Prime Video or whatever it's called. Um well, yeah, I would urge him I, I to check that, yeah. that out. Um, Paul Hogan, of course, um, goes to the um, the Extreme School of Plastic Surgery. He is almost unrecognisable and almost shows no emotion these days because of the amount of work he's had done. He, When Kenny Rogers was alive, I think Kenny Rogers had more expression in his face than Paul Hogan <laughs> currently has. But Hoag's is a comedy treasure in Australia, and not only should you check out The original Crocodile Dundee movies, one and two, the only two that need to be checked out. You should check out um, Paul Hogan's early work on his half hour comedy show he used to have. uh, Might not hold up, maybe kind of racist, probably will be very racist, but (laughs) you have to remember this is Australia in the um, early to mid 70s, and it just came off being a painter on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, very underrated work, well-known in Australia, but to the rest of the world, you only know him with Crocodile Dundee, but actually a comedy talent. Now,
1: yeah, So there you go. I, th- I think... Tony loves Paul Hogan's racist comedy, so you can print that.
0: <laughs> you just... can print that. <laughs> uh, but I just, I think Corey's on the right track here. I'm not sure about the charred oak. I think the president could be a bit misguided. Um, well,
1: I will say his his... You know, sort of, his his trust in uh, in Donald Trump here may be a little bit misplaced. Famously, a teetotaler.
0: He um, is, and this is where I think the issue comes in. I think aging it on wood, totally the right move. Totally the right move. But oak, really? The, maybe- well,
1: why don't we? Uh, this is a favorite moment of our listeners. The live. Live check of untapped to see if barrel-aged seltzer exists.
0: Well, well, you and, check that uh, out. I'm just going to give my recommendation. Specifically for Bud Light Seltzer, this needs to be aged in beechwood the same way. Bud is aged. Aged in beechwood, and then I think that fruit would really sing. That black cherry would really pop out. It would be the blackest black cherry you've ever seen. I well,
1: here- Here you go, dude. Oh my God, I want this. Okay. Uh, So Goose Island, Goose Geese Island, Uh, Goose Island of Chicago, Illinois made this and I want it. I would, I would, I would trade for this right now. Burial Stouts, I'll do it. Um, I thought
0: you were going to say, I'll fist somebody for this.
1: I would never say that. <laughs> Tony, you know that. Um, hard seltzer aged in Jepson's bourbon barrels from Pilsen's CH Distillery for f- familiar bil- bourbon notes of vanilla, caramel, and oak in a clear and sparkling seltzer. So this actually is not a fruit-flavoured seltzer. It is just a barrel-flavoured, bourbon-flavoured seltzer.
0: Oh, I really um, like that idea. But I just wonder whether they could then, for their, for their next collaboration, take, the oak sparrows or oak chips out of malort and then Lord,
1: yeah that's what i was hoping yeah
0: <laughs> Add a little some malort chips and tonic
1: baby let's yep. do it all right well yeah uh so tony uh so Corey, i think that's a great idea we will uh uh we will i will start exploring the possibility of oak aging my my selties uh, maybe i'll get one of those little uh bourbon Little bourbon, you know ever see those things, Tony, where you put your own white whiskey in the little uh, fucking little liter barrel or whatever it is. Two liter barrel pour it in there and does its own thing, yeah. So maybe I'll start dumping salty. And then I gotta get and then I'll have to get a soda stream or something to recarb it or,
0: You don't have a soda stream? You need to get yourself a soda stream. Those things are the best. I don't even put any flavors in them.
1: It just feels like one of those this happened to me today, Tony. Uh, it feels like another one of those things. And I, so I'm just making this up, but it feels like another one of those things like my TV now. So I, I, I watch TV on like a fire stick thing, right? Like on, that's where I get all the you know channels or whatever I'm going to watch. And I put on the Raptors and Celtics and, uh, it gets about five seconds into the game. And then the app just closes. Like, what, what is this? And then it says, all right, we need a firmware update to continue. Uh, And I'm like, Oh, for God's sake. So how many fucking things am I going to get in my house that I have to, I'm like, well, I can't watch TV and I can't drink soda until I do a firmware update. (laughs) I'm just like losing, I'm running out of shit to do that doesn't require me to do a software update or a firmware update. And I, and I know we're headed there where it's just more and more mundane shit is going to turn into that where it's like, Oh no, I can't, you know, wash my underwear until, The laundry machine, the washing machine gets a firmware update or something, and I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very horrified of this. You know, no toast until the toaster updates.
0: (laughs) I will say
1: sharing files.
0: I have the fanciest soda stream that I think has ever been put on the market. And do you know what that shit involves? Three LED lights. That's it. Oh my god. Okay, that's good. One light to say it's lightly bubbled. Two lights says. It's medium bubbled and three lights says it's fully charged, and you always do always do the three lights. Who wants, salsa water that's undercharged, just just not right.
1: Yeah, don't even know what that means, but yeah. Um, also had a problem with my coffee scale today, which has fucking firmware issues so not a great day for my for my software yeah i just need to go get a jennings whatever that is c4000 or whatever um instead of this stupid assay thing which is nice and it's cool and it does it it hooks up to your phone so you can see the extraction rate and all that stuff but it uh it just it like anything else it just breaks
0: okay we didn't get
1: it's got computer chips in it
0: we didn't get into your method of brewing i'm i'm going to take an aside here you made it into celsius hour of this podcast we're going to do a a five minute coffee talk what's your preferred method of coffee preparation and and what are your parameters for doing that
1: v60 uh it depends on the beans but you know i brew a lot of african stuff so i'm going 15 to 1 you know quick coarse grind Relatively fast extraction if I can do it, but some of these some of these coffees are pretty variable. So,
0: yep. So for our non coffee people, a V sixty is a pour over method. It's a-, it's a little
1: ceramic ceramic doodad that's like it's you know twenty bucks or whatever.
0: Yep. Yeah. And um, using a paper filter, no
1: doubt. Yep. I tried. I tried doing the. I tried doing the metal filter to stop wasting, and it just leaves so much, so much crud. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work.
0: For me, I'm I'm more old school. I'm nothing wrong with a pour over. I enjoy a pour over. My um, pour over vessel of choice is a Chemex, which is um, slightly different but gets you the same result, and again similar ratios to you. But I'm now drinking espresso. Um, just a Breville espresso machine and I use 16 and a half grams and looking for about a 38 gram extraction over 28 seconds. And yeah, I can a- either that have that good. straight up or macchiato or, um, especially in a morning I'm a latte guy, which um, the way I size it in Australia, because there's no consistent naming conventions. Um, I have three cups, basically one for a double shot that I would, only make macchiatos or just espresso in um, a, a six-ounce cup that I would call a cappuccino. You may call it a cortado or a large cortado. That's about a
1: cappuccino if you're doing – it, we would call it a – I believe Sparrow calls it a competition cappuccino.
0: Yeah, so that's four ounces basically of steamed milk and, and two ounces or a little under two ounces of, of coffee. And then a latte is 190 ounces – 190 mils total. So,
1: yeah, I miss drinking cortados. I got to get my espresso machine going again so I can make some.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I miss them. This is how pedantic I am. I weigh my coffee beans before they go in. I don't trust the volumetric measure on coffee machines, so it's always 16 and a half grams. I was starting out with 18 grams, but now down to to 16 and a half. I like the extraction better. Just a slightly finer a grind, um, just above the the optimal nine bars. I aim for nine point one or nine point two. I've
1: been I had gone coarser and coarser because I I keep finding that I I kept finding that I was getting too much. I don't know bitter. You know, bitterness, burnt taste, and the, and I don't like that from these like Kenyan and Ethiopian coffees. That I really want that like want that like red color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's this yeah. very fast, speedy extraction of on the pour over that you get. Uh, and and it sort of it runs a little quicker, but it's it it doesn't it you, you know you got to be careful with the water heat too, so you don't. That's
0: you that's know, what I was about to either. say. Yeah, just, just be yeah. careful on you on your heat there, because you you don't want to be at. 100 degrees celsius
1: no 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 no. you want to be around whatever it is like 92 or something like that 90
0: yeah i would aim Um, for for 93 i think that's that's where my espresso machine sits so
1: right well yeah that's uh and, and coffee has been another thing that i've enjoyed getting shipped to me we haven't talked about it on here but that's you know alongside of beer it's certainly much easier to get it shipped to you because a lot pretty much anybody will ship it to you yep and um I've been getting it from all, all we, essentially we just took the quarantine as a opportunity to get coffee from all my favorite places I've ever been. So uh, we got, we've Kopi in Sweden ships you coffee for free. Uh, I mean, the coffee isn't free, but the the shipping is free from Sweden. So that's pretty good. If you buy four bags, uh, I just ha- I just got some from tandem in Portland, Maine. That's delicious. And, uh, you know, methodical in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, had a few others but been a good been a good time for for coffee making but now that my scale is busted uh, i have to get i have to recalibrate it or something and then i need to get the software updated so things it's dark times in my house my, my i'm just buying a jennings i know
0: it's cheap scale off ebay don't even need to buy a jennings buy a, a no-name chinese version even if you have to buy three of them wish not from Wish. My my ass is getting on Wish.com. <laughs> Not from Wish. It, Fuck.
1: Way, it, way, it weighs in like biblical measurements or something. <laughs> God only knows.
0: Yeah. So, um, jump on Amazon actually and grab yourself a, a cheap scale and do do the timings manually. But um, all right. Yeah. I yeah, I've I can just also get an been egg
1: timer. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I've
0: also been getting my uh, coffee shipped in, but from one place because um, I don't know whether you're like this, but I like my coffee. I like to order it, let it sit for one to two weeks before I start using it. So I like one to two weeks after the roast on date. And that's when I, I get into it. Don't know whether you're that pedantic about it, but that's, that's where I like to be. And then, then use it within three weeks of that.
1: Yeah, it depends. I can kind of taste it when it's a little bit green. I um, haven't had that problem as much yet. Um, well, there's a, but, there's uh, a big I get, problem. I get, with, I get what you're saying.
0: Big problem with pour over. Is um, the amount of nitrogen um, in stuff that's just been roasted? Because I can get mine within. They send it out the day of roasting. So if Australia Post was oh, actually,
1: that'll <laughs> never be a problem here. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I used right. to be able to get it the, the next day. We can't now. Even with express postage, it'll take another three to four days. But even then, you you pour it in, and that stuff blooms like crazy, and it just won't absorb water because it's hydrophobic at that point and that's that's part of the reason why i like to let it sit coffee geeks beer geeks we're kind of one and the same aren't we
1: it's all the same yeah it's all the same guys and we all look the same as the other
0: i didn't realize that you were redheaded and overweight and had a limp
1: i'm not redheaded and uh well i don't quite have a limp yet although my heel has been killing me lately it's like nuts but whatever uh I think that's. I think we have fulfilled our required coffee talk for the day. Uh, it's time to move into a new favorite segment of ours. This is called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. So Tony, I wanted to give a quick update on our friends uh, slash enemies. Uh, I guess enemies now uh, over at Surly. Well, and friends. We have friends. Uh, our friends who are unionizing, and our enemies who are. Uh, the, the, you know, deadly hand of, uh, you know, horrible, uh, management, uh, we hate them. And, uh, the most important update I have is that they, nothing changed really other than I was cool today that says they also took the, um, uh, they took payroll protection loan money at Surly, which makes this probably twice as disgusting <laughs> of course uh, from mean. the, from the pandemic. They took the pandemic, the, the PPP loan, as we say it. And it's a, I give them a big PP for their, uh, from my Italian beef for being such dickheads about this. So, uh, I continue to say, fuck those guys. But of course they took, they took the money and, and now are running clearly. So, um, I would encourage. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, a huge proponent of of Jacobin, but I would. You know, you can read the article by Alex Press that that covers Surly's situation right now. I thought it did a nice job of summing everything up. So, uh, if you're if you're listening, feel free to take a peek at that.
0: Now, do you think there will be any? Medium to long-term ramifications for Surly, out of all this, because obviously in the short term there's going to be some outrage, and and then there are going to be as many people that that support them because they're they're um, libertarians or or neocons or, or whatever they may be. Um, but do you think there'll be any medium to long-term effects for for a corporation like Surly?
1: For a corporation, I don't. I don't know. I guess it depends on any, anymore for a brewery of that size. Right. I mean, so Minnesota, Mi- Minneapolis, in fact, let's, let's just focus on Minneapolis. Minneapolis, uh, uh, is a, um, is probably the closest thing to, uh, maybe like a, I don't know, the, the biggest version of Madison, Wisconsin, or the, or kind of similar to a, a, a Midwestern version of a, Portland, I guess it's, it's a, it has, it's, it has a extreme left, leftist bent, okay. right? Um, gotcha. Minneapolis does proper and St. Paul more. So Minneapolis is probably more of the Minneapolis is like the Seattle and St. Paul is the Portland, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Minneapolis still has its big tech companies and all that other, you know, shit that you got to deal with. But that's fine. But Minneapolis uh, has a, a um, you know, a very unique populace that I think will support the workers of Surly will say in the Midwest, in the rest of Minnesota, in Northern and Northwest was Wisconsin. Well, I don't know how much those people are going to care, I guess would be my, uh, my thought, right. Or if they do care, they're saying, you know, they're, they're not, they're certainly not on the, they might not be as much on the workers' side, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, my familiarity with Northwoods, Wisconsin is maybe a little bit out of date. Um, <laughs> Uh, and same with most of Minnesota, honestly, I, I know I've been to Minneapolis. I think Minneapolis is friggin cool. I think it's a very it's it's the sneaky uh, you know, one of the s- sneaky, nicest cities in the country. Um, and is a ton of good restaurants by the way, and a bunch of good breweries. Uh, and I've been to Surly a couple times and I had a great time. so it's uh, this is particularly sad to me. Um, in fact, because now that's just sort of off the list, right? So for someone like me, I'm crossing them out, right? And I'm in the Midwest and I've been to Minnesota and all that stuff. But from an overall impact standpoint, I don't know. You know, they were already kind of effed, you know, with every, with with the you know, the situation for any mid sized business right now. And I think mid sized breweries are in a are just it's not a good business model. <laughs> it's just a losing model. either you're small or you're huge, right? And I don't see how the model works at their their barrel output. You know what I mean? Which I couldn't tell you what it is honestly, off the top of my head. But unless you're someone like Newglaris who has who has very tight control over distribution and stuff, right? And has and boundless pop popularity. Um, but I don't. I just don't see how it. I certainly doesn't have that. Frankly, you know what I mean. So uh, I don't think it's good for them. And I think that losing their facility, I, you lose your, you know, you lose your location. You know, what I mean, you lose your sense of place. And I think people's attachment to it in, in Minneapolis proper, especially, will dissipate quickly, and they'll stop caring. Yeah.
0: Now, please tell me, New Glarus haven't been canceled.
1: Oh no, I don't think so. New Glarus, I think New Glarus and and Deb Carey and 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 that family will always be, I mean, they're widely beloved, I think. And, and, and have, you know, even the people they've furloughed and stuff, they've been paying in full, I think, wow. uh, since, and they've closed down the, the, the tour facility, but they've continued cranking out beers for sure. I mean, they're still making you New Glarus is such a unique, and, and Boulevard is another one that's unique in this way where they're the craft beer that is available at every bar in Wisconsin. Um, you, any bar you go to in Wisconsin will have spotted cow on draft. Any bar, the shittiest bar, will have spotted cow on draft. Uh, it's remarkable. So that's that's why those places will will survive at, at their at their kind of barrel output because there will always 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 be demand for their top selling beer. Um, yeah, but no, Newglarus Newglarus is not canceled. All their beers are still delicious, and I miss them. So maybe I'll maybe one of these days I'll pop across the border and snag me some you wear a sours or something and loggers too. their loggers are killer.
0: And what about spotted cow? Are you telling me you're off spotted cow?
1: I like it fine. I, I if I'm going to buy easy drinking beer from new Glarus, though, I, 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 think their lager is so good, dude. I really? Mean, two women, two women lager is so good. And, um, the totally naked is so refreshing. It's just like, it, it pours like the lightest yellow, but man, is it easy to drink? It's so good. um, no, their lagers are dope. Scotty cow is nice, but it's it's a little more rich, you know. It's it's different. Yeah. It's it's like it's what I it's um I think what they describe it as is the best. It's like a they call it Wisconsin farmhouse ale. I think that's a good way to describe it. It's certainly not wild fermented or anything, but it's it's got this unique sort of rich quality to it that that is you know you drink two of them and I'm kind of like uh, you know I don't think I can do much more than that um so in relation to the surly thing tony uh fair state brewing co-op fair state brewing co-op is a very hot brewery right now from minneapolis um they've grown very quickly their beers are very popular they were part of our seltzer game in fact one of their seltzers i think the lemongrass ginger one that we both said sounded amazing and uh they were going to be at mbcc this year so i hope they're there next year whenever year i'm back there um and I've tried a few of the beers; they're very good. And so, Fair State, their workers have unionized. The uh, management voluntarily recognized the union, um, so they are on board together. Uh, they almost seemed like they wanted the—you know—they they wanted it. They want workers to have input into how to make it a better place to work. That's the right reaction, right now. Fair State's a much smaller brewery than. Certainly, to my understanding, at least. Yep. So it's certainly different conditions, um, but at the same time, uh, that's you know that's what you like to see, right? You you want to see people. People are. Uh, I think one worker said this, and I know it's picking and choosing quotes that they said, but and maybe we'll learn differently next week and I'll have to retract all this. <laughs> but, um, that uh. uh you know, this is a great place to work, but we don't unionize because it's a bad place to work to unionize, so that we can keep it a good place to work as it grows. And I think that's important to think about with breweries, especially because it's it's all fun and games when you're when you're there's ten of you, but uh, or even fifteen or twenty, but when it becomes a hundred or two hundred, um, that's when it gets that's when that's when it, the hammer comes down. You know what I mean? And and people start to tighten their belts when things get tough in in a way that is. Uh, disadvantageous to to the workers and unfair so I stand
0: yeah it's made me think about it a little bit differently and maybe the onus is more on these middle middle rung breweries to allow this unionization to actually take place before they get to the size of a um to allow the continuation of a great work environment and maybe that's where um, we're going to see, people actually make better strides as owners in that middle stage where they actually allow this rather than becoming almost like mini macros, which
1: I, I think a lot of, in a lot of ways it'll just depend on the type of people they are. Right. And oh,
0: absolutely. You yes. and I
1: have, you and I have learned this over time too, is that there's a difference on the left between the technocrat and, you know, the labor supporters, I suppose. Right. Yep. Um, and, a lot of breweries are run by technocrats <laughs> frankly and I would say a lot of the ones you like oh for sure um, more than likely a lot of the ones not just you but I'm, I'm talking to the to the audience a lot of the ones you like are you know and it doesn't mean you should stop drinking them or I'm not gonna like lay the hammer down and, and create some list unless it'll make me famous. If it'll make me famous I'll do it a giant list of all the breweries you shouldn't go to because it would be the biggest kick list on earth of course it would be. Um, for God's sake, we all order, I, we're just talking about ordering shit from Amazon for God's sake. You know, we're all, I mean, I'm not going into this, but just saying, <laughs> uh, a lot of, you know, I think breweries create, they, 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 they put out a lot of false hoods, I guess, in small batches as well as their beer in small batches. Right. They, they pump out a lot of, um, you know, kind of. Faux community uh, statements, and and I think that's what makes it more irritating than anything. But it's also unfair to lump breweries into that too. So there's there's certainly plenty of good breweries. There's there's hopefully in the world. Knock on wood, there will be more fair states than there are surleys and founders. You know.
0: Yep, and I'm glad you stumbled over the word brewery because I thought I was the only one that stumbled over that word.
1: But it's not easy. Yeah.
0: no, it it really isn't.
1: Not even for someone who talks about breweries all day. Apparently.
0: I know I'm fine when I'm off air, but I'm surprised somebody hasn't emailed to make fun of the way I say that word on air because it really is a cheek burner, not so much a tongue And if, twister, you want to
1: email us to, if you want to email us to make fun of us about the way we say words, uh, show at gmail.com.
0: Yep. It's pronounced quacker. The animal is a quacker, <laughs> And it's uh-huh. an emu, not an emu. They don't make a mooing sound. Emu.
1: I did mispronounce that. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I was just getting out ahead of the um, the torrent that was coming your way when you get into talking about um, a little marsupial that that lives on an island off off the coast of Perth. So, a quokkas. Look them up. They are really a fascinating little character. So,
1: is that the thing I saw? The other, I saw somebody post a picture of these little things. They're very adorable. Well. I don't have any other important beer news, so I'm just going to start talking about stout. Um, so Tony, yesterday I drank an amazing beer and I want to talk about it because I have a beer podcast and I can, uh, (laughs) I drank this, uh, one of my weekly burial stouts that I acquire. This was not the one that you were playing the game with. There is no, there's no powdered cream cheese in this one. This was a, uh, 15% Imperial stout with coconut, vanilla, and marshmallow and it had a name that you could probably guess off the list. It was like the non-conformance of the darkest light of history or something, you know, whatever, one of those burial-type names of beer. I think it had uh, none it was, such
0: in it, which is always... Yeah, really
1: Fantastical great. Fantastical Apparitions of none such was the name of the beer. It was frigging insane. It I, Every week I'm, I'm drinking an Imperial Stout from these guys that beats last week's, and it's making me insane. I posted about it on Instagram... And, uh, I am, I, 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 would make a plea to our listeners to try their beer and order some and get some shipped to you. But I also do not want to get booted out of the line or something when I order it online. So I don't know. I haven't decided <laughs> if I think it's good. And we do have, you know, somewhere in between, uh, you know, 600 and 600,000 listeners. So I don't, I don't
0: want to, uh, absolutely. You don't, don't want to get us in any trouble here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but that, that beer was insane. Tony, that's my highlight of the week. I gotta say, uh, and it's not even close. Uh, it was it was a dream to drink, and I didn't even wake up with a hangover after knocking
0: down eight <laughs> ounces of that. So, eight ounces by yourself, way to go! Or yeah, exactly. Because this is a myself. Puppy?
1: It was a it was a yeah euro bottle, yeah.
0: Okay, now my question, which is an honest one, because I never know when to have a stout like this. Is this after you've had a couple of beers and it's to end your night or is this the first thing you start off? Because traditionally stouts are an end-of-the-night thing, but with something this flavour complex, don't you want to let it stand out by itself or is this is this like a nightcap for you? Is this the last thing you have a, of an evening?
1: It was a nightcap, yeah. We uh, we had an IPA or two, played a game, chilled out and watched. Uh, boy, we're going to talk about this. Speaking of plastic surgery, Love Island, USA, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, plastic surgery. Um, we we uh, sat down to a delightful uh, episode of women saying "like" three thousand times, and then uh, and drank that stout, and it was wonderful. Just just chilling out, a little nightcap, yeah. Okay, a little eight cool. ounces of fifteen percent nightcap, no problem.
0: <laughs> and so, did you no. kill this sucker, or straight out of the basement?
1: Nah, it's fifty degrees out in, in the basement. It was fine, no problem. Uh, it was, it was so much coconut. I don't want to, I don't even have a good review. Tasted like it was a six oil stout. I know that. And it tasted like a ton of coconut and a ton of vanilla. That's really all I could draw out of it. There is marshmallow, something in there, but it's so sweet with that long boil and all that malt that couldn't really, couldn't really gather a lot of the marshmallow, but I didn't care. I just wanted more coconut, more (laughs) coconut, Tony. Uh, and, and Tony, it sounds
0: like there was a shit ton of coconut.
1: There was. It was the right amount. You were drinking stout too, Tony. Tell us about this stout that you were popping and posting on the gram.
0: Um, well, I haven't popped it. I, I just thought I would post no, it. No, you didn't pop it. You just posted it. I'm, I'm, once we get out of lockdown, because we can't even do the socially distanced backyard thing like you can. Um, mm. So once once that um, happens, I've got a buddy in a little town called Bragalong. Say that once fast, or even once at regular yeah. speed,
1: or or at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so he lives at <laughs> he lives at Bragg, which is the um, how we shorthand that town's name. Um, right. yeah. And he um, he did some work with a young Aboriginal guy. He he boarded him for a while, and he made it to the AFL. And I. Um, Really think he he needs to be celebrated in what he did in in helping this guy and his family sort of achieve everything that they have been able to achieve, and so I was going to pop it with him on his um, back porch, and it's a, mm-hmm. a bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Um, it. No sort of adjuncts other than that, but I will say it was one of only three bottles that that came to our local store. It's a big 750ml bomber, but I'm going to split it with him. I know he likes those. I, I blew his mind with um, good old, always solid Goose Island, Bourbon County um, stout, and that really blew him up, and I think this should be another level f- from that, um, this this company, Dantons, um, haven't produced a bad stout that I've had, um, and I really like their stuff that pushes up into the Imperial um, range. I'm not such a huge fan of their IPAs, but certainly the stouts that I've had off them have been really good, although their Super Trooper um, Hazy was good the other week. So I'm really looking awesome. forward to having that.
1: Love it. Can't wait. Uh, looking forward to that review when we get out of the, you know, our, our personal prison. But yeah, <laughs> what, what, what do you got?
0: Well, I do want to talk about the best beer I actually consumed. I didn't put this one on the gram. So you had to be All following right. me on Untapped. You can follow me on Untapped at St. Mo's. And that was this beer style. It's a brand new beer style. Um, I don't think it's historical in any way, shape or form. I think it, they. It's pronounced double doppel, doppelbock. Is that? I think yeah. that's. I haven't. I haven't seen it in any like machinery no, or brewing
1: textbook. They just came out with it, Tony. It's crazy. It's, it's it's the it's the new hazy IPA.
0: Well, yeah, it was. It was. It was like this amber color, like a, a really dark amber mm-hmm. color, and it mm-hmm. and it had like this this flavor. It was really hard to put my finger on it. It was, I want to say, fruity or hazy or. What? I think you might say it's malty.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you remember probably that? Is, to be fair, it may be, uh, yeah, malty. You know, to be fair, it probably had fruit flavour like a fig, though, maybe like a fig or a raisin or something like that, it you know. It
0: absolutely had a dried fig component to it, um, but it was extremely multi, extremely, extremely clean, uh, came in at 9.5%. Um, really outstanding example. It was... A quintessential example of a doppelbock, which is something I always really enjoy in springtime. Which I know, I know that's where doppelbocks were. That's what they are invented for, and Maybox and everything like that. They were invented for this time of the year, so of course it makes sense. But there's nothing like pouring out a big can of like doppelbock and just like sitting on it for a good hour and a bit and just it, savoring. Um, the complexities that do, don't involve hops and it's kind of a nice change up from everything hazy we have. Don't get me wrong, I drank plenty of hazy during the week, I just didn't post it anywhere, but that that was a really outstanding classic example of a beer. I don't know where you stand on the whole box and ice box and, and May box. Um,
1: Send them all to me, I want them all. I drank a Kolschbach a couple, I told that, you this, I drank yeah, a Kolschbach a couple weeks ago, show. that was good. Yeah. All, all box. I will take, I respect, respect your box gang. All right. That's, I didn't, that's what I said.
0: (laughs) Respect your box.
1: Except for the spring box. Someone clipped that. All right. (laughs) We can, we can use that in the 50th uh, show. Spectacular.
0: What about Reeboks? Where do you stand on Reeboks? Uh, I don't know.
1: Do they make them still who's, who's on Reebok these days is, is a uh, player's ankle these on. Uh, all right, Tony, uh, we got two segments that we want to bang out for the 25th show. Uh, spectacular. Um, this one is in honor of our 25 episodes of delightful banter. Um, Tony, I asked you a few minutes ago to put together uh, a top three and an honorable mention in honor of the sorry for your Luck podcast um, of your favorite things, quote unquote, from the show. I said it could be a beer, a brewery, uh, a moment, a bit, a gag, anything. And uh, I want to go through this in like five minutes because I think it's funnier this way. So, uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to start with honorable mentions and I will go first. My honorable mention flat out is the damn mamma mia pizza beer and it the the four week bit we did that came to me paying it off with mamma mia pizza beer uh, it was it was a, a top moment for me and probably nobody else, but I loved it.
0: Oh, I did love it. I didn't know where we were headed when we started this bit. I thought it was going <laughs> to be a, a, a two-minute throwaway bit turned into a whole saga, which is how we operate in the show. Um, I right. was going to speak on coffee for two minutes and it turned into the first 35 minutes of this show. <laughs> it's the way we roll. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd never been exposed to Mamma Mia Pizza Beer, and, and the way you did it um, – Just outstanding. Very good. My honourable mention is not one specific bit, but the bit that we start every show with, the improv bit at the start of every show, because it should should be known that it is a true improv bit, and I never know which character I'm going to be. And about 50%... And I
1: I get worse at it every time. I don't know how...
0: And I want it to be known that I only have about a 50% knowledge of the subjects that Griff introduces me to. Um, so sometimes I'm completely familiar with them. So QAnon, for example, I'm pretty well versed in that whole thing. Yeah, we can
1: tell. Yeah, we know.
0: <laughs> um, even I, today's bit, I was, I was kind of knowledgeable about that couple. Um, but there I'm are other bits you. like the, um, the plane bit that I hadn't seen that bit of news yet and I was completely <laughs> flying blind. And I had to get Griff to kinda of guide me through it. If anybody couldn't sell, I had I'm, no idea what had happened there.
1: I'm surprised you hadn't you hadn't heard that. You did a pretty good job with that. Um yeah, no, I love that. I love that gag. Although some weeks I find myself struggling to come up with something good, which is why I ended up with McCloskey's today. Because I mean, we better crystallize our show like the like a Jurassic Park thing, a uh, piece of amber. Because no one's going to remember the McCloskeys even when the show comes out. Probably in <laughs> a in. A couple of hours or days, depending on how long you think we record this before then.
0: Yeah, because you um, make reference and- to a political figure from Joe the Plumber? Not Joe the Plumber, but it was It was Ken Bone. It was Ken <laughs> Bone.
1: <laughs> and I at one time I really wanted to say you were the bagel man guy. Remember the short bagel guy <laughs> oh, from like yeah. a million years? It's just like a dead meme. Ugh. Pretty good. All right. My number three is roller coaster expert Tony. I got so much joy out of the knowledge that you. when we started that game of this or that, and this is a little preview because we're going to play some this or that, a little bit later here, um, I got so much joy when you when you said, "Well, I've been studying up on roller coasters <laughs> or something like that," and that gave me that was maybe uh, just one of the all time shockers. And then you blasted off on the game nine out of ten, you just <laughs> obliterated it, including coaching me up like, "Well, that's a famous roller coaster." I'm like, "What on earth is going on with this?" So, roller coaster expert Tony, that's my number three. All um, right, what do you got?
0: Well, I just want to say that it should be known that I don't actually ride roller coasters myself. It was just when you're looking for shit to do in quarantine, sometimes the YouTube Rad. rabbit hole and Radigal. the algorithm leads you to dark places. My number three is a continuing segment. It's not a bit. This is a segment, and perhaps it'll lead to great change in the world or at least great change on this podcast, and that is the Seltzy Hour. Oh, yeah, we love the salty Hour. And the reason why I love it because it's something I didn't expect from you. You're not a beer snob by any stretch, but you do gravitate towards really well-made, non-mass-market beers. And to find that you have this sweet, this soft spot and and sort of this sweet spot for for seltzer that comes in all shapes and sizes that can be craft, but more than likely... It's made by a mega corporation um really brought joy to my heart and yeah i love the fact that you're doing this non-ironically and i'm a huge fan of the seltzer hour
1: i will yeah i'm a seltzer libertarian everything else i'm good i have good politics but seltzer give me them big company seltzer i am on board
0: what's your number two
1: all right, now my number two is a brewery. Uh, it's given me a ton of content about shipping and stout drinking and IPA drinking. It's burial. Burial is my number one discovery of the quarantine. It's not my number one moment of this podcast, but it's my number one quarantine discovery. They have given me content, beer, uh, and just overall good times. And I'm excited for and I and it gives me something to look at sometimes when I'm just looking at where my beer goes when it's shipped here. I'm just like, oh, it's in Champaign, Illinois. Can't wait to get that, huh? And uh, it, it's given me a lot of happiness. Uh, I love Burial. Um, they are my number two, and it's delicious.
0: I knew it was either going to be Burial or Tavor. It was going to be one of those two things was going to be somewhere on your list. And,
1: um, tavor I love, but Tavor, did, tavor gave me uh, – I, I wasn't mad at Tavor. I was mad at myself for my Tavor behavior when I just got a bunch of IPAs at one last week. I was like, why did I do this? What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs>
0: Man, it's the official beer of this podcast IPA. You are just doing research. Some
1: of those though, just like why do I have these though? I get I get better <laughs> good ones. Um, all right, what do you got? What's your number two?
0: For number two, it was a segment that was meant to be a throwaway segment. We wrote it hard, and we're still alive on some of them. It is our NBA bets, of course.
1: <laughs> so we're alive. Toronto won. So if Toronto and the Heat. Both make the conference finals. We are going to win that bet. I mean, we're going to win something.
0: We are. So we're, we're still alive there, and um, they were outside shots. Um, the Phoenix thing we rode for a long, long time. That should Dude, never have right been close. Yep. Um, and I like it because it's a throwback to <laughs> other podcasts I've done in the past. Um, it it felt like a This Ain't Iowa homage bit um, that would have been done on that show within – the week of because all our bets would have been dead, but because this show is a little different, we're still alive. And tonight's result helps us there? out. Did you see tonight's oh, yeah. result?
1: I mean, yeah, so Toronto Toronto won, uh, which gets us double they're, overtime. They're going babe. to game they they're going to game seven. So we got Toronto and the Heat. So if Toronto beats Boston, we're winning. Something. East, right? Because we have Toronto and the Heat, so I'll be rooting for the Heat because the Heat pay fifty five bucks and the or fifty five hundred bucks, sorry, <laughs> and uh, Toronto only pays three thousand. But I would take either, frankly. So, and the Clippers are still around too. So we we got we got a few
0: we got a few we got a few hands. Yep. Um.
1: All right, it's time for my number one and my number one contributor to this prod, pod podcast or podcast. Oh, he said podcast. <laughs> um. My number one moment was when I said broadcast five seconds ago. No, my number one moment was our person is uh, none other than Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro.
0: Oh, so long ago. We haven't done a Bolsonaro update. I love being his personal greeter and kisser. That, that was one of my favorite improv bits. He's, he's contributed so many
1: <laughs> funny moments to me and he will continue to. Um, I just haven't found any funny pictures of him in the last few weeks, but, uh, I, I still look at the picture of him like on his deathbed and just laugh about it on Instagram. So
0: you should repost that on Instagram. Where can people find us on Instagram?
1: Oh yeah. You can find us uh, at beer engine pod and you know, you don't have to scroll too far before you find uh Jair or, or me, you know, getting fueled up for another day of presidenting. <laughs> uh, he look he looks wonderful. He does. All right, Tony, what's your number? What's your number one?
0: It is something that was on your list, and it was on your list. I think at number three, it is okay. the this or saw that roller coaster edition,
1: <laughs> a classic. It it really was a classic
0: because I'd been so terrible at the games not not god awful. I, I didn't get, I wasn't like striking out and, and going zero. I was going maybe one something. out of three yeah. or or fifty percent, but. I'm not even a big roller coaster guy. I got bored one day and there's this whole community as there's a community for everything on the internet. Uh, they make these YouTube videos. They're kind of entertaining if you're really bored. I don't know. I haven't watched them since, but they they go through all these roller coasters and for some reason that's what I'd chosen to do one day and then you you walk straight into my wheelhouse and you ran into a freight I mean, train I, that day. I,
1: ran, I did. I got, I got ran over it. I got blasted off on by your roller coaster expertise. I'll I'll never forget you, me saying El Toro and you being like, Oh, that's a famous. I was like, Oh Oh, God, (laughs) (laughs) truly remarkable. Well, Tony, that's a great lead in and I'm sticking with it. That was a fun, that was a fun segment. We're going to cram this into this show though. I think we got time. We do. Uh, and, uh, we're going to play this, that, or the other thing again. Um, now, it's another version of this, that, or the other thing, this or that edition, where I only have two things to pick from. Um, in today's game, Tony, and I'm not sure how much you're familiar with either of these items, uh, today you will be guessing whether these 10 things are a beer by Other Half Brewing. Okay. Are you familiar with Other Half Brewing? I am. Okay. Or a Hot Pocket.
0: <laughs> okay. Now... For our audience who may not be familiar with other half, specifically our five or six Australian listeners or five or 600 sure. Australian listeners or five or 6,000 Australian listeners. I don't want somewhere between there, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, other half is a brewery in uh, mainly their their headquarters, I believe, New York City in Brooklyn, but they have locations in the Finger Lakes, which is upstate New York and Washington, D.C. as well. Uh, very popular IPA brewer, lots of IPA, lots of hazy IPA lots of sweet pastry stout, lots of mega gloopy beers called crunchies that have like granola in them and stuff. Um, so lots of hype beer. Um, they make a couple of lagers that are actually good and, uh, they're a fun brewery, honestly. I mean, they're, they're all about fun I would say, uh, and, uh, their beer is a little bit extreme. They, they, but they, uh, they take shit and they give as much back as, as, as they take I think because they make a lot of delicious beer so um, that's what other half is now are Australians familiar with Hot Pockets
0: we are um, I'm okay. not sure whether they go under the, the trade name Hot Pockets but they're, they're pizza pockets Spinal Tap didn't add I believe in Australia for them I'm not sure whether they didn't add in America but I'm very familiar with them always want to buy them but I don't think they ever live up to like my, my college memories of them see this is just an ordinary
1: roll. Look, you can poke and poke, nobody's home.
0: Mm. But these geezers, look, look what's in rock and rolls. It's like a wedding between bread and filling. What does that mean? Weddings. Or weddings, you know. So well, but no. get married, oh, you know, I mean, you in love. Thing, oh, yeah. right. Ooh,
1: rock and roll. Rock and roll's from
0: Finders. Finders in your supermarket freezer? No, you Knit. It's Finders. Rock and roll's from Finders. When you're the Knit, you Knit Wit. Let's trash this place.
1: Okay, so yeah, they're a college food. Um, so uh, all these things are either a beer by other half, most of them are IPAs, or a Hot Pocket. Okay. So uh, here's number one. And this should be easy, you would think. So, you know, and maybe it is easy. Maybe I'm wrong that, that these things can be the same, but uh, we'll find out. So, number one, uh, the flavor is uh, fully loaded. Well, I don't know if it's a flavor or not, right? So, it's, uh, <laughs> it's either a flavor or it's a beer. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Fully loaded baked pota- potato. Hmm. Fully loaded baked potato.
0: I thought I was going to get more information. That. How can you like as a frozen food that makes sense, but as a frozen hot pocket, that doesn't make sense. That I'm gonna I'm gonna make a wild choice. That's a beer. That is a beer. That is an
1: IPA by, by other half. Yes. You're correct. That is an IPA. Uh and I should I should note that it does not have potatoes in it. They just it's just the name. Uh so fully loaded baked potato is another half beer. Do you have its untapped score? And I'm sure it's delicious. There? Oh, I, I, that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, 4.43, Tony.
0: That is a damn fine score. I, yeah. I wonder whether they With t-
1: 5,000 check-ins too. Jesus. I mean, that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. But we spoke last episode about the uh, powdered cream cheese. For me, a baked spud always has sour cream on it. I just wonder whether they use pow- powdered... Sour cream.
1: Sour cream. Now, yeah, this has a mosaic galaxy deli and hot two hops plus plenty of oats and wheat.
0: Does sound delicious.
1: And it's triple dry hopped. Sounds good, yeah. All right, here's another one for you. Uh, this one's called Cheddar and Broccoli.
0: Cheddar and Broccoli? That Cheddar and Broccoli. <laughs> I, I want to say it's a beer from Other Half, but I think this is Hot Pockets. Trying to be woke and pandering to the vegetarian crowd. I don't think they're using a vegan cheese. I think this is a vegetarian hot pocket.
1: Uh, Tony, this is an other half beer. Oh, uh, no. Yep, yeah, so cheddar and broccoli is a 4.30, not untapped. It is a... Uh, it's double dry hopped broccoli with hops from Cheddar. So uh, those are clearly two different beers. Um, it's a big, tasty blend of Mosaic, Simcoe, Hallertau Blanc, Cascade, Citra, Kohatu, Waiiti, and Equinot.
0: So many New Zealand hops. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, it's wild. So that sounds good.
0: Any hop that you can't pronounce, probably a New Zealand hop, like every one of their town names get outside of their sitting cities, their town names impossible to pronounce. It's like Welsh town names, just impossible.
1: All right. So here's another one for you. These are <laughs> uh, the first two th- are, are, are uh, just th- throw you right out the window. It's the, that's the hard thing with this game. I realized uh, here you go. Uh, number three, uh, ham and cheddar.
0: <laughs> this could be both, but this is definitely a uh, hot pocket flavour. But it could also be a Rausch beer. I'm going to say it's both. Maybe not by other half. Maybe the Rausch beer is by somebody else. But I think it's a hot pocket first.
1: It is a hot pocket. That's right. I'm I'm typing in ham cheddar. There is um there is there is a ham and cheese um. And there's also you know this uh, this will throw you back to TAI. There's a floor ham and cheese <laughs> if you guys remember eating food that sat on the floor, for pizza, pizza floor you know.
0: parking lot steak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so floor ham uh, is also a beer, but those were IPAs too. So unfortunately, they are not Roush beers. Um, Wouldn't that be a yeah. great? So that Roush is a hot beer? pocket.
0: So you get that right. Like a new, let's get let's go with like a new style. I don't know if I need the cheddar, but well, I'm I'm thinking. Why not take Roush beer in a thoroughly modern direction? Roush beer with lactose.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine just carrying that smoke flavor right in? Oh, God.
0: How how delicious. How awesome. I
1: don't know. All right, we're moving on. Uh, Number four (laughs) is uh, cinnamon roll.
0: Cinnamon roll. uh, Hot pockets have a sweet variation. I say they do, but I don't think it's that straightforward. I think they're doing like a sticky date. I think this is a big old pastry stout, uh, which is delicious. So I'm going to go. This is another half beer.
1: This is a hot pocket. Uh, <laughs> there are sweet hot pockets now. Um, this is this game was born out of a uh, a evening uh, where I laid in. Uh, my bed next to my wife and I looked up hot pockets and read them to her. Uh, and one of them was cinnamon roll. And I was fairly incredulous that they had cinnamon roll type hot pockets. It just looks like a McDonald's apple pie type thing. Well, this has like cinnamon gunk in it, but they do an apple cinnamon one too that has like apples in there too.
0: Now, if I'm, so
1: that's a hot co- pocket.
0: I'm correct, Is, what does a McDonald's apple pie look like in America? I think there's a difference. Um,
1: it's like a little it's a little it's like a um yeah it looks like a hot pocket sized little thingy you know like a long okay pie you know hand pie thing and uh it you know it's got fake apple gunk in there
0: <laughs> yeah really gelatinous um Burn yeah. your mouth out and
1: they used to they used to fry them but now they now they br- baked and I, I think the fried ones were better honestly if you're eating an apple pie from mcdonald's i mean what What's your health concern anymore, you know? I know? Get over it.
0: We don't do a baked version. No, ours are different to yours. Um, just, just dip them in the dang fryer. Yeah, ours are done in the fryer. They don't have um, slashes over them, or is this a copycat version?
1: Ours. Yeah, we got the slashes,
0: yeah. Yeah, ours is um, more like a, um, it's sort of a blistery pastry, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that
1: sounds, that sounds good, yeah. With that okay i'm going to maccas when i come out to see you tony all right here's here's number five um this one's called chopped cheese
0: chopped cheese are you oh. familiar with
1: a with a chopped cheese i can tell you what it what it is because it's you know selling a chopped cheese is sort of a cheesesteak type thing okay um where it's sort of chopped together instead of being in the big long slices. It has the sandwich has more of a taste like a very good. Um, you didn't have White Castle really, but it has that very oniony, meaty taste where, where everything's sort of like kind of together the bun and the onions and the meat and the cheese all kind of come together in one. It's very yummy and they're popular in New York.
0: Okay. So this says to me this is too specific a food to be a hot pocket. If it was just an um, Italian beef or a generic um, cheesesteak, I think that's a hot pocket. But too specific, I'm saying coming out of the New York area, that is a beer. I'm going to say that this time it is an IPA. So
1: That's correct, yeah, it is. I kind of gave it away. But uh, a, a chopped cheese is sort of like a, a Philly cheesesteak if it was good. Uh, I, I actually don't, I do not like Philly cheesesteaks and I'm what have you
0: got against the Philly
1: for that problem.
0: What if you got against I, the Philly cheese?
1: I love the idea. Um, but when I've been to Philadelphia, for some reason, every time I've had, they don't season it. It has no taste. Uh, I don't know why they don't season the meat. Uh, there's no flavor. Um, so I like the chopped cheese way more. And I've heard that the New Jersey, not to pander to our listeners in New Jersey. But I've heard that the New Jersey variation of the cheesesteak is far superior. Um, that's served on like a more of a like a regular roll, like a like a uh, like a bun, like a bop, as as the English <laughs> might call it, um, or a bap. And, uh, yeah, yeah, one of them's
0: because uh, this shows and, uh, a bop, but uh, the roll I think right. it's a bap roll,
1: a bap, a burger bap. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yes, and we are a pop. That's right. But um, I would love to. I would love to try the the Jersey version. That looks good to me. But the uh, the Philly one, it, again, I think in concept it's all good. Every time I've eaten it, it's just bland. So, but I love the idea. Maybe it's because Italian beef. I I need twelve pounds of salt to get to get any flavor into my mouth anymore after eating Italian beef my whole life. So that could also be true.
0: Could we come up with like a hybrid Italian beef with the the cheese sauce um, variation
1: cheese you can get you can get mozzarella on your Italian beef. Does not um, count. I
0: know I know, you know, I know my know, st- know. stance on fast food. You got to get the whiz. You yeah. got to get the whiz. I'm not talking high end stuff. I don't see the point in doing like this for homemade stuff unless you're making your own whiz, which I've done. It's delicious. It's upmarket.
1: We'll have a friend. Uh, we have a friend, uh, a listener or at least a part-time listener who I uh, uh pouring ranch over his italian beef. So I uh you know there's there's all types out there tony
0: sounds like an animal
1: well you said it uh all right so uh, uh number 6 tony uh chicken bacon ranch
0: chicken bacon ranch. ranch okay this makes no sense to be a Hot Pocket, which kind of makes me think Hot Pocket. Because um, <laughs> it's Hot Pocket, it's stoner food. Um, but I'm going to say this is a beer. Again, it's an IPA and it's probably just some concoction of hops all mashed together with some adjunct like oats or wheat or... Um, what's what are like, your faves, It's what, like, like a big mouthfeel. This is a lactose... Hazy IPA.
1: Nah, it's it's a hot pocket, Tony. Uh, it is Sons part of, of a series. It is part of a series of hot pockets I learned about in my hot pocket research.
0: Limited um, edition. You know, hot if I if I play
1: hot pocket or if I play hot pocket or, I'm winning that shit, baby. Uh, it, it's a part of a series of hot pockets that is modeled after various fast food items. Um, and it even steals the colors of those fast food places to a tea. So they have a cheeseburger one that's like classic cheeseburger. It has the McDonald's red and yellow kind of plastered on the box. And there's an Arby's beef and cheddar one that has that sort of look to it, the white and the, and the red. And then there is a chicken bacon ranch with the Subway colors on it, Tony, uh, with the green and the yellow. So this is part of a very specific nuance of a hot pocket that is uh, attracting lovers of subway. I guess. Um, I guess there's a lot of crossover there. Who knows?
0: Oh, next, yeah, we yummy. Know. It,
1: it, this, this one actually, if you look the picture up of this one, Tony, it, it is by far the grossest looking one. Uh, just looks <laughs> like sort of white white drippies in faux crust. Ooh. Very nasty.
0: Um, uh, just yeah, just a sidetrack and then we'll get back to the game. What is your favourite sandwich place? Mine in America is Jimmy John's, but I don't know mm. where you stand on that. Not Italian beef, it's got to be just like a Subway-type yeah. sandwich shop.
1: See, I see, I backed Jimmy John's when I was in school, when I was in college. It kind of founded down in the Shand- Illinois area. But that guy is not good, um, that feller. Jimmy John there is a uh, is a pretty disgusting fe- fellow, um, but they are everywhere. So I mean, I'm also not going to like if I ended up, in- would not eat it, and it's fine. Um, I think my favorite Tony is Jersey Mike's.
0: Okay, I'm yet to have Jersey Mike's, but I know it does have a good reputation.
1: It does, and it uh, they they douse those those subs in um, in the like oil and vinegar and the hot cherry pepper relish. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. that, that gives me a lot of happiness. It's very oily, um, which I don't care. I'm I'm, I'm down. That's fine. And I do want to give a, a special shout out to the Chicago local one, which is pot, pot belly, maybe not as widely spread as Jersey Mike's even, but pot belly is really great too.
0: But it, um, there's, in midway airport, you can get yourself a pot belly on, on your way out of Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's very good. And they have the hot peppers, the hot jar that they'll put on your sandwich. And, uh, this is a legit hot. And, uh, um, it's it's really good to get it get an italian get it toasted get those hot peppers laden on there uh you'll be in a nice place you'll feel like total ass before you get on that airplane just death it'll be great
0: well it's the only way you should hop on a southwest flight is is feeling like death? just
1: bloated bloated having to again having because you ate 12 pounds of salt when you ate a bunch of italian meat just having to piss every six seconds uh yeah that's the goal when you fly we love that uh, and having to get up next to a bunch of people during the pandemic, I think is good too. Well,
0: you've got to have, you've got to have something salty to have with your Michelob Ultra. It makes complete sense.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: You, you know, my stance on Michelob Ultras and, and, and flying, they are the beer They're for the sky. The skies. perfect beer
1: for flying. Yeah, exactly.
0: Same with my, my cocktail stance. Bloody Mary's, Bloody terrible Mary's. on the ground. Get me 6,000 feet in the air. Fucking Delicious.
1: I'll drink him anywhere. I don't care. I, on the ground, you know, I'll do a... On the ground in the uh, in a flound on a bear. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Don't cook it up.
0: I want to see you riding a bear now. I hope somebody photoshops you riding a bear with a Bloody Mary in your hand and a beef celery stick.
1: <laughs> mm, with, or one of those Midwest Bloody Marys with, like, like a, three burgers sticking out of it or something. Uh, number seven, Tony, uh, you are right now... You are three, four, six. Uh, Number seven uh, is Burrito.
0: Uh, Do I get any any more information than Burrito? That's the name of
1: it, Burrito.
0: Uh, So, see, there's a Melbourne Burrito. I think it's either two birds or three ravens. It's one of those two. They're two breweries in in Australia. I'm not sure. It might be two birds that that do this one. And they have a taco ale. And does it have anything to do with tacos? Well, apparently it drinks nicely nicely with a taco. But what beer that's yellow coloured doesn't drink nicely with a taco? Any beer that goes with a taco. Roush beer, beautiful with a taco. Roush beer, beautiful with a ham sandwich. Roush beer mm-hmm. with ice cream not so much
1: any of it yeah <laughs> but oh, um, I mean, never mind
0: <laughs> I'm going to say that a burrito there'd be a marketing person employed for hot pockets. It would say something there would be some sort of tagline to it. this is a beer and much like the two bear two birds taco beer I don't think this has anything to do with a burrito other than its name.
1: That's correct, Tony. It is a beer. Burrito is a beer. Yes. It's a 4.22 rated 10% IPA made with still water artisanal. Um, they're a they're a gypsy brewer. Uh, this has Citra Simcoe, Nelson Sovin, Citra Cryo, Simcoe Cryo. Looks good. Hey, I drink it. Uh, it's called burrito, and that's pretty funny. Here's number eight. And, uh, boy, you might notice uh, something similar with this. This one's called Beef Taco, Tony.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to go back on what I just said, that there would be a marketing person involved in a hot pocket. I don't see how this is a beer. If it was just taco beer, then, yeah, it's a beer. We've just gone through that. There's an Australian beer called Taco. Um, But um, I'm going to say that this is actually a hot pocket.
1: You're right. That's two in a row, Tony. That beef taco, you got the Mexican uh, food section correct. Burrito and beef taco, you nailed. Uh, beef taco is a hot pocket. Looks really bad. Looks really, really bad. Uh, don't eat it. All right. Number nine.
0: Number nine?
1: Number nine. Chicken, broccoli, and cheddar. <laughs>
0: See, this is eerily <laughs> reminiscent of I think it was beer two,
1: yeah, ketter and broccoli,
0: which was which was a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just think this is the imperial version, or this is a special edition. This is a collab they did. They were mushing two beers. They're now mushing mushing three beers. This is a beer. This is a hot pocket. Um, oh, I didn't stand a chance. Oh, yeah, this
1: one's a tough one. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a tough one, and it's really, really sneaky of me uh, because there are so many different beers that in the in the other half universe with broccoli and cheddar mixed together, and there is in fact a beer called Chicken and Broccoli. Also but there is no chicken broccoli and cheddar. Chicken broccoli and cheddar is uniquely hot pocket. So.
0: Well, I say we take it out of the uniquely hot pocket realm and we pitch this to other half. And if they're not willing oh, they to, should, yeah. If they're not willing to do it, at least get us a can of each so we can mix that sucker like a blender beer. Chicken
1: and broccoli and cheddar. Yeah, of course. I think I agree. I recently had some broccoli from other half. We got it here in, in Chicago, and it was good. So, uh, I would love to stir in some some of these other ones with it. That's a good idea.
0: And broccoli, All a right. thoroughly underrated vegetable. Just want to say.
1: Oh, I like broccoli, yeah, so especially like. like roasted or, or whatever, oh, yeah.
0: blanched and so yeah, even even raw um, in a salad, delicious.
1: Yeah, like a slight or like shred it. Right. Yep, yeah, it's good. All right, and last one, Tony.
0: Before we get into I, the oh, last one, I just want to say the most underrated part of the broccoli is the stems just peel mm-hmm. those suckers mm-hmm. with a veggie peeler slice them up put them in a stir fry whatever they are delicious beef and broccoli you can do a lot mm-hmm. of those yeah mm-hmm.
1: i want some i made some korean beef and broccoli oh. good. um all right number 10 this one <laughs> this one i just liked so i don't know how i don't know how i don't think i don't find this one to be a brain teaser or anything uh this one's called pizza and french fries
0: well, this is not a Hot Pocket. This is something you do with a pizza Hot Pocket. You throw French fries into that sucker. Um, and always an oven-baked um, French fry or a air fryer French fry or a microwave French fry, um, you stick that into your Hot Pocket and eat it. But um, yeah, this is a right. beer. This is 100% yeah. a beer.
1: It is a beer. I just wanted to say it because I thought it was pizza and French fries. is a beer and it is also i think this is a, a pretty chicken and broccoli is only 4.14 by the way i had it pulled up um, pizza french fries this is 4.22 another 10.4 percent imperial ipa they made this with outer range in frisco colorado mosaic galaxy cashmere and Motuika. Um, so sounds good. Uh, A couple other ones I wanted to throw out there, Tony, as a little bonus ones. We're not going to play the game with it. These are all beers, but I just wanted to say some other, other half beer names that I thought were funny. Uh, chicken Riggies. Uh, I liked chicken Riggies is a, is a food that's very popular in upstate New York. It's just chicken and rigatoni and red sauce, chicken Riggies, uh, big brekkie sando. Oh, I thought was a good one. Big yep. Brecky Sando. This one's just funny. There's no way you'd ever think it it's called double potato spaghetti town. <laughs> that was a good one. And then this was my favorite one. You would have not guessed it, but I just loved thinking about this as a hot pocket but they do have a beer called Lettuce. And I just love the idea of you tossing this around in your head to figure out if Lettuce was a Hot Pocket and thinking about what is a Lettuce Hot Pocket. I just thought it was really really comical. So I, I love the Lettuce. I would love the Lettuce Hot Pocket. See, uh, I think that would be really funny.
0: I'd need to marinate that for a second because, like, it doesn't make sense as a hot pocket, but then why would you put it on the list as a question? That that really would have got me thinking. I would have had to toss it around. It wouldn't have been. This is no Goliath situation or El Toro situation.
1: Like melted, fucking romaine inside of a hot pocket or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, just completely <laughs> gross. Like making a gross sludge thing even more gross. Yeah,
1: They also have a beer called Cabbage, and I couldn't decide if I thought Cabbage could be a Hot Pocket. If it was like Cheddar and Cabbage, I could maybe like kind of squint, you know, and maybe see that, but (sighs) I don't think Americans would go for it. Because
0: I I, want to tell you why you're wrong there, because if that was the case, it would have been part of the fast food series, and it would have been called a Runza.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Runza. You know, uh, uh, hopefully later in the year, not to, not to get anyone excited or listeners excited, but you know, I might be taking a long road trip, which might result in me, uh, eating many different fast foods and posting them on Instagram. So hopefully runs those will be, will be included in that. But, uh, now I'm thinking about them cause I, I keep, I've looked at them since you, um, went there and actually I almost went to one that, cause there's a couple on the Colorado, Colorado, Nebraska border there that you could check out, but we never, never crammed it in. So. Uh, I'll I'll be looking forward to that
0: yep all right get your missionary style runza and also the fancy mushroom style runza both delicious
1: missionary style runza is about all I can handle Tony um that's our 25th episode spectacular I think it was like we've said before I know this didn't make our top free list but it was a banger just like all the ones in the past and me saying banger is an honorable honorable mention mention um so shout out for that but yep another another classic um
0: you say it's a banger i say this is an absolute bop as the kids would say
1: it's a a burger bop (laughs) (laughs) and uh hey if you want to uh if you want to get your email read like tyler and kyle uh, you can email us at a uh, beer engine show at gmail.com. Uh, peep us on Instagram, got joke posts, got beer posts, got stout pictures, got half drunken stout pictures, you know, salty, whatever. Uh, we're at, at beer engine pod on Instagram. Uh, Tony is at St. Ma's on untapped. You can see what, Australian beer he's drinking if you're Australian it's really really probably useful for Americans it's just sort of interesting like oh they have beer there oh what what is that that's interesting How, what, did they get that or I don't know. And, and you then, haven't then, uh, seen the fosters
0: wanted, yet I don't think I can believe buy it in Australia either so interesting yeah uh,
1: giant the giant can from the yep. Simpsons yep uh Brewed in Canada and then uh, yeah you probably get that in Canada actually um and if you want to follow me in untapped and see the too many IPAs I'm drinking, I am at Griff AD. Um, and I think that's all the ways you can get a hold of us. So do it. And we will read your contact on the show. Uh, Tony, any other final words of the la- of the 20, 20- our last ever 25th episode?
0: This is our last episode of our 25th episode arc. But this is <laughs> only just the beginning. This is going to be the wheel of fortunes of podcasts. We're going to keep going. Nobody's going to care about us other than elderly old men.
1: It's kinda of like the Simpsons actually. We're gonna do we're gonna do twenty seasons that nobody watched.
0: Yeah, no, those so. first ten were genius. Haven't watched one yeah. since. That so my Simpsons references all come back to those first ten, maybe twelve seasons. Same.
1: When they do trivia, actually, it's only the first 10 seasons. It's amazing. Um, All right. Well, that concludes season one of the Beer Engine. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Later on. Uh Uh-oh. Where'd you go? Did you cut us out?